Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We're back with another episode of Every Given Sunday Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Brandon Harewood. How are you doing today, B-Wood? Doing good. Um, just came off a weird fantasy week. A lot of COVID, a lot of injuries, a lot of everything. So, got a lot to talk about today. Unfortunate, unfortunate week. <laughs> I I was knocked out of the playoffs and our... Uh, our league that we're all in together. It's a rough year for me. Um, yeah, just a lot of things didn't go right. So, cutting into this news, there's a lot to talk about. Um, first, and probably the most not surprising is there's about a lot of guys with COVID again. Um, <laughs> it almost seems like it's worse than last year, but... Chiefs are missing two really important pieces, Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey. Uh, both got COVID listed, one on Monday, one on Tuesday. Uh, so you're a Mahomes owner. Do you have any thoughts on it? And then I guess yeah. a guy that you could think about would be McCall Hardman, but would you even consider that in the playoffs if you have like Tyree Kill and you need the play? Yeah, I don't know, man. It's weird because, I mean – as the Mahomes are in, it's already been kind of like up and down, kind of a roller coaster. I mean, he's had a, a decent season. I'm not saying he's been bad by any means, but it's just – I always fear playing him, having to play him in my starting lineup every week because it's, you know, the uh, range of possibilities is so wide. But, I mean, especially without his two best players in the offense, it does scare me a little bit. Um, Pittsburgh's defense has been a little vulnerable lately, but I mean their pass rush is still strong. Um, so they could cause some problems for Mahomes, and I think you definitely do have to. It does bring out his upside for sure, just because of how you know how good you know Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey are at making those big plays for Mahomes and you know helping him out on the offensive end. So yeah, it's definitely a weird situation. Yeah. And then another Austin Eckler. Um, he was placed on the COVID list. I, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it, he it came out that he didn't practice Monday, and then it, then on Tuesday in practice, and it came out that he was COVID listed. Um, don't know who they're going to use. Justin Jackson, um, Larry Roundtree on the goal line, maybe. Uh, that's not this. These are three guys that you drafted to help you win a championship. So it's not a good time for any of this to happen. Um, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin both got hurt on Sunday. Um, so Godwin's done for the year. He was on a franchise tag, so it's kind of unfortunate. Um, and Mike Evans is day-to-day. And with all of that being said, they said that they're going to let Antonio Brown play again. <laughs> Um, so Antonio Brown to the moon, Gronk to the yeah. moon. Um, yeah. I forgot about Gronk. Yeah, those two guys should be solid plays. And even with Mike Evans and AB, is going to be a good play. He was a good player earlier this season with both Godwin and Evans. Um, I, yeah, I agree. I, I think honestly, AB might might as well just step into that Godwin role. Like he could get like nine targets, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I, I can easily see that. 
And then Leonard Fournette on the IR with a hamstring injury. I guess if you need a running back, take the Ronald Jones experiment. I'll talk about him later. Um, If Fournette, who in the past has looked questionable, was able to get it done, then I wonder if it's him or if it's the O-line. But Mixon, ankle sprain, no surprise. That guy's always banged up, I think. He's always on the injury report, and then he plays. Um, AJ Brown came off the IR. Are you comfortable starting him? <laughs> this is my question. I'm like, I'm if you have him, are you comfortable rolling him right back out? I honestly wouldn't. Uh, I would hope that, I mean, if you're deep, just deep into the playoffs, I mean, you're a game away from the championship. I'm sure you have another option that you could roll out there. Honestly, might be a couple guys off waivers who I might even plug in over AJ Brown just because you don't know. Like, you don't know. He's come back before and got re-injured the game afterwards. Or, you know, Tannehill hasn't looked the same. Their offense hasn't looked the same since Derrick Henry's been out. So, yeah. It's taking a huge risk, but he is a great player who's always capable of having big plays. So you just got to pick your poison there. Yeah, so that's pretty much all the news that we wanted to talk about. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to talk about my player of the week here. Um, so this, there were a lot of guys to choose from, but I felt like choosing this one because he, A, is still on waiver wires and – B just did this against a really good Arizona Cardinal defense. And he would have, he probably helped you win the week if you started him um, in a spot start or you picked him up off waivers and needed him. So my player of the week is actually Amon Ross St. Brown of the one and only Detroit Lions. Um, Eight receptions, 90 yards, and a touchdown. He had 11 targets, 20 fantasy points, and a half PPR. Um, he looked good out there. Uh, this is the second week in a row. Third week in a row, he scored double digits. Third week in a row, he's had 11 or more targets. Um, so I think the future upside for him is good. He looks like he's the number one receiver in their offense. And I honestly think he could probably be – you'd probably start him for the rest of the year. Um, yeah. Atlanta is 29th against wide receivers. Seattle's 12th. I'm anticipating them to be losing in both those games. I mean, I thought they were going to be losing on Sunday, so maybe not. But if they're losing, he's going to easily get volume. And as you see the past three weeks, 12, 12, and 11 targets, that's not just, that doesn't just happen because Jared Goff all of a sudden wants to start throwing to him. They've made an emphasis that it's important to get him the ball. Um, in that offense. One question I do have, do you think that's because Hawkinson has been out? Or do you think that they just have said we need to find a receiver that throw the ball to and he's the one that... Yeah, that's that's definitely a good point. It definitely could be because Hawkinson's out. And, you know, those those targets do have to go somewhere because, you know, Hawkinson was very valuable tight end when he was healthy. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I definitely agree. I mean, you can't run away from a guy who's getting 11-plus targets every week. And, it's, it's, I mean, it seems like the connection is there. I mean, he's getting 11 targets and catching eight of them. I mean, you really can't ignore, ignore that as well. And he's getting in the end zone. So, yeah, I mean, like you said, I would start him. Would you start him over A.J. Brown? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. A.J. So, Brown's been a mess ever since he's been in. <laughs> yeah, and that, that Atlanta defense is actually horrible. And, you know, 
Detroit is still competing, so I would expect them to get the same type of fire. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'll go ahead and get into my um, player of the week. Um, and it's Mark Andrews, um, tight end for the Baltimore Ravens. And he's, I mean, <laughs> he's been amazing this entire season. Right now he's a tight end one. Um, just came off of an incredible 30-point game, um, 13 targets, 10 catches. 136 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, it's incredible. I think I heard an analyst – I think I saw an analyst tweet, like, earlier this week, like, if he was at the wide receiver position, he would actually be ranked wide receiver six. Um, and this is crazy because this is the guy – I mean, we ranked as, I think, tight end four coming into the season behind Kelsey, Kittle, and Waller. And he's outperformed all of these guys, really just kind of took the lead by storm. I mean, he's done this before, but – uh I mean, we were really weren't expecting him to finish as a tight end one. So this is just a congratulations to Mark Andrews. Um, I mean, how do you view Mark Andrews going into next year? Um, do you view him as a possible number one tight end over Travis Kelsey, or do you just kind of think this is an outlier type of year? I think Kittle's going to be the number one tight end next year. Yeah. Okay, since Kittle's been back. Um, it's been very obvious that he's the focal point. I mean, I know Debo's getting his work, but Debo's touches are on the ground. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I do honestly think Kittle's going to be number one tight end next year. I think it's just a toss-up between Kittle, Andrews, and Kelsey for who's number one next year. Um, does, this, does this make you not want to draft, like, a tight end in the first two rounds? You know what I'm saying? Because, like, a lot of people drafted, you know, Chelsea. Yeah, first round. Like or me. like, yeah, Waller, first round or early second round. Like, does this make you want to try to wait for like maybe that fourth tight end off the board? Or like, what do you think about that? Yeah, it gives me hope um, that you can. I mean, if you just look at the tight ends, I'm pretty sure Dawson Knox is fourth and Dalton Schultz is fifth and tight yeah. end. So you can find gems late, but if it's what fits, like if there's not a clear, better option, then I wouldn't be worried. But a guy that I'm early next year in sight that I'm looking to have a big year next year is Kyle Pitts. Um, just because I think this off, I know it's off top, but I think this off season, they're going to get him involved and they're going to figure out how to get the ball in his hands because they drafted him that early to be a superstar. And although he hasn't done everything you wanted him to this year, they're, they're going to find a way to make him productive, um, yeah. which is a little early. Early insight next year. But, yeah, I want to be like <laughs> hesitant. It's just you got to know what's around you and what might be a better option at the time. Exactly. Um, yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and talk about my overperformer. So this one is going to be a tight end. And it is Hunter Henry of the New England Patriots. He had 23 fantasy points. Wow. I actually didn't know that. I did six receptions, <laughs> 77 yards, and two touchdowns. Gosh. Um the week before against Buffalo, he gave you zero. Wow. Um, the week before he gave you 2.6. The week before he gave you 3.5. Um, so I mean, yeah. I don't I don't know what else I need to tell you besides He's still only averaging nine fantasy points a game, and he just had 22. Um, so he's tied in seven on the year, but he's an overperformer for me because 
he that's not his like it's not gonna be his normal that's probably the highest you're gonna get from him this year um going into next year would you consider using him um I mean, I could, I would definitely consider it just based off of like this being Mac Jones' rookie year, and it seems like Hunter Henry is basically his number one red zone target. He might have the most touchdown receptions on the team, honestly. But I think they're all without Johnny Smith, so I don't know how that would change things next year. But like, if you're looking for, you know, if you really want to wait for a tight end and you're looking for that touchdown dependent type of guy, I think he's a solid option. Hoping they'll get better next year. Yeah, it's. I was curious to see who. I know that John who's hurt, but I was curious to see if they would actually use him. How much they yeah. paid him? I mean, they paid them a lot of That's money. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I mean, of course, like, so would you play him? I know, like, I know it's hard to like look at the last Buffalo game because I think like Mac Jones only threw the ball twice. Yeah, you think they'll go with that same type of? I'm sure the weather is not going to be exactly the same, but do you think they'll go with that same strategy this week with just trying to like keep the ball on the ground, or like, or would you actually play him hoping that's like the Bills will actually score this week? Uh, I just, I if you have him, I guess you he might be yeah, the best yeah. option. It just. Yeah. <laughs> It's I don't know it just like it always we always say it depends who you have, um, yeah. You have another option. To, I mean, you probably got him off waivers, so like you can probably afford to play your other tight end. But if not, then if you have a, I think I was saying no no notable tight ends have been hurt recently. I mean, would you play him or Kyle Pitts? Look, mm, well, Kyle Pitts playing Detroit. Probably play. I'll probably be a little bit more comfortable playing Kyle Pitts because maybe he'll get a few extra catches. But I mean, if I if I kind of want more upside, I actually might try to do Hunter Henry, just hoping he'll get that touchdown. But I mean, it's really a toss up between those two. They're kind of, you know, tight end landscape's kind of bad after like tight end six. Um, so yeah, it's it's, it's it's a tough with that one. Um. But my overperformer of the week was Tyler Huntley. He uh, was the quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens the last two weeks um, since Lamar Jackson's been hurt. And pretty sure he was the number one quarterback on the week last week. He put up 35.9 fantasy points. Uh, incredible game. No one saw this coming at all. I mean, he looked kind of shaky the, the first two times he started this year. He put up 10 points and then 15. Um, we see the rushing upside, like, off the back. I remember, like, the first time seeing him, he looked like Lamar Jackson. Um, it's just, you know, his his passing ability was a little shaky those first, you know, two starts. But, I mean, they let him throw the ball 40 times last game. He only had 215 passing yards, but he threw two passing touchdowns. Um, this also correlates with, you know, how Mark Andrews is playing. He, he has some type of special connection with them also. I was going to say, um, he loves Mark yeah, Andrews. It's crazy. And it's just like, it's, they have such a great connection. Like literally the last two games, Mark Andrews had 23 and 30, like beautiful. Um, he ran for 73 yards as well and scored two rushing touchdowns. I mean, his rushing ability is basically identical to Lamar. Like it's crazy. Um, so yeah, I mean, Say Lamar Jackson doesn't play. I don't think he's practiced all week. Would you consider playing Huntley um, against Cincinnati? They are number eight against 
quarterbacks, which is pretty tough matchup. But I think I, mean, I would. He, yeah, I mean, the way he played, I mean, I think his floor is at least like probably like seventeen points. I mean, even in in his worst game, he, he just looks great. Yeah, um, we were talking about this yesterday. Um, me and Bill were the rushing upside is becoming such a big factor. Like, yeah. ten yards is a point. So, <laughs> exactly. It's, if he's running 60 yards, 70 yards, I mean, it's seven seven points right there. And he's a quarterback, so, like, he's also going to yeah. get you throwing. Yeah, so, I mean, Green Bay's defense is good, too. So, like, yeah, I was it's not even like he did it against a bad defense. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the only issue is, like, you know, he still is a backup quarterback, and, you know, there could be that game where – he gets shaken up and starts chucking picks. But, I mean, so far it looks like, you know, he has been able to hold it together. Actually, last two weeks he hasn't thrown any picks. So, I don't even know why I'm putting that on him. He's thrown one pick this entire season and three starts. So, yeah, I mean, if you're down bad at quarterback, I mean, there are a few bad quarterback matchups upcoming weeks. So, would you start him over Dak? Yes. <laughs> Wow, you know I mean, how yeah. you know yeah. how I, I have a vengeance against Dak right now. Yeah, Dak hasn't scored more than eleven the last three weeks. So Dak hurt me this year. I traded for him, and he he folded <laughs> on me in prime time. Exactly, Look, he started. He was great the entire season until the last like half of the season. So. He folded back to back weeks. <laughs> and back, I was talking. I was <laughs> I was talking to these guys about whether I should play him or not, and I. I don't know. It's that's gonna be something to talk about next year. But no, I I knew Hunt, Tyler Huntley was good. Obviously, it isn't a performance, but I watched him play this preseason, and they were he was running the offense just like Lamar does. So I definitely deserves to be a starter somewhere else, in my opinion. There's a lot of teams that have worse quarterback situations. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So. My underperformer is David Montgomery um, from the Chicago Bears. Uh, you know, it was – this is a guy that I was looking at his playoff schedule and I was like – I was actually considering trading for him because of how easy it is and because of the ranks of the opposing defenses. Um like, for example, Seattle's 31st against the run this week. New York's 27th. Uh, last week, he played Minnesota, who was 20th, but he finished with eight fantasy points. He had 18 carries and only managed to get 60 yards and zero touchdowns. Um, he had five receptions for 23 yards. If you hear five receptions and 18 carries, you're thinking, like... Yeah, 20 points. 20. 20 <laughs> easy. But he only got 8.8. Um... Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Uh, since he came back from injury, he's only scored more than 12 points once, and that was against the Cardinals. Uh, I am looking for him to turn around this week against a core run defense in Seattle. But, yeah, it's he's running back 27 on the year. Um, there's always been the talk of him, like, him pushing for, a, like, running back – upside like high running back too and i still haven't seen it um we saw it at the end of last year but this year i haven't been able to 
see it. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the Bears team, yeah. coach. Like, I, I don't know. Um, but what are your where, – where was he drafted this year? Was he like – I don't know because, remember, he. this is the guy we were looking at, kind of similar to John Taylor because, you know, he had that really easy schedule, like, coming out last year. And so he had to prove himself this year. So I think people were drafting basically the RB2, like – around the like Joe Mixon area, I believe. Yeah. I can't fully remember, but he started off solid in the beginning, but that uh bears basically their whole organization just kind of messy and they haven't really it's been weird this year, especially with the change of quarterback situation and shoot, I mean just feels running the ball too. So I feel like that also takes away a little bit. And teams are just stacking the box against them because Justin Fields is looks rattled when he drops back. So, yeah, it's definitely catches his upside. Because he's talented. just like I don't think he's that good enough to the point where it's like with the battle line, bad offense, he can overcome bad matchups. So, hopefully he'll do better against a better matchup this week. Yeah. Um, that's uh, hopefully because I, I really want him to – be the guy that because he runs hard like he runs yeah, he runs really hard and <laughs> i just feel bad for that whole team with that coaching situation it's just yeah. like we were talking yesterday about uh justin fields and i i told him that i'd be comfortable drafting him next year if he's a different coach because yeah he's, we've he's seen good. 18 19 points the past two weeks so but yeah yeah so I'm gonna get it to my underperformer. Um, this is Alvin Kamara, um, running back of the Saints. Uh, Never drafting him again. Yeah, tough week. I mean, it's weird because you know he started the season off really good and then was injured for four weeks. Came back against the Jets the week before. I mean, he gave him 27 carries. He basically has one of his best games of the season. Week 14. What was what was his best game? How many points did he have? He had 22.5. I mean, he had a better game earlier in the season. He had two games above 22.5 earlier. But um, I wasn't com- I wasn't, at- I wasn't complaining. I was just saying, like, if yeah. that's if that's Kamara's best game this year, then like you didn't. I mean, obviously you're fine with 22 if he gets it like every other week, but yeah. Definitely not what you expect because he was like a top five at the minimum pick this year. I think he's currently ranked RB13. I mean, he hasn't been terrible. I actually look at his stats now. I mean, he's out of 17 points. It's not bad. It's just you can clearly – you clearly saw the difference last week. Um, I mean, especially with Taysom Hill coming to the offense. I mean, before it was Taysom Hill while Kamara was out. And then, of course, they had that easy matchup against the Jets where he had that 22-point game. But – in a normal game script, um, when they played Tampa Bay last week, they only gave him 11 carries. Terrible on the ground. He only had 18 yards, 1.6 yards per carry. Um, only two catches. Um, yeah, I mean, definitely weird. Um, don't really – that was a weird game. I also mentioned that. It was 9-0. Um, so, I don't know if that has something to do with it. It was just a tough defensive game. I didn't really get to watch that game, but – are you worried starting him this week against Miami? Uh, Miami's pretty solid defense, but 
the Saints should be on the field a lot because Miami doesn't really have the strongest offense. The Saints have a great D. So, how do you feel about him in this matchup? Um, like, what are your expectations as far as points? Like, how many points do you think he'll get? He, if you won and you had him, he better fall in the end zone or else he deserves to be. I don't even know. It's just, I don't know what my expectations are because. I was expecting like a floor for him to be like 12, you know, yeah. like the floor for him, I thought was 12 because of the receiving upside. We haven't even got close to 12. Like. <laughs> you have four points. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like four, like I said, that, that lost you the week. Like, yeah, that's your first round pick just performed worse. I'm trying to think, but CMC's out, so it doesn't, and Henry don't count. So I'm just going down the list. Zeke had a better game. Jonathan Taylor had a better game. Devontae Adams had a better game. Nick Chubb had a better were, game. Uh, there were waiver guys who, that dude, uh, Reynolds from uh, <laughs> Detroit, had a better game than him. Last yeah. Week. Like, Reynolds was on started. my bench, and I could have started yeah. Reynolds. I mean, I was like, no one's going to start Reynolds over. Uh, over him, but still, the point is, I don't know because I don't. I thought we knew his floor, and we clearly don't. Yeah, it, it just... varies with Taysom Hill in the in at the quarterback position as well as the game script. I mean, if it's if it's a game where they're going to blow the team out, I think you're fine playing them. But if it's going to be one of those grinded out games, I don't know. I don't think they're depending on like. I don't know. The offense is weird. Yeah, it's the Taysom Hill thing is just like you got to think about it going into next year. Um, yeah. What's his What's his draft position? You think next year? I don't know, man. I don't. It's probably late first round. I would say if um, they commit to Taysom Hill and they say this is yeah. going to be our guy. I. Let's see, late first round. Like, would you pick him? I thought there's a point in time where you have to, like, but there's a lot of guys you're looking at that. Would you force it? I think, I think he'll he'll get drafted early just because he made value. But there are guys who I would probably be more comfortable picking. I'll probably go after him. Would like, you draft Najee over him next year? I mean, honestly, if Steelers improve their line a little bit and Taysom Hill is a starter, I probably would. Draft Najee, he'll probably get more volume than you know. Najee's a very talented running back, and he's just a rookie this year. So if should. if Javante Williams gets the backfield to himself, yeah, you... yeah I'll draft him. I'll draft him over both of them probably. But what about James Connor? Even if Chase Edmonds is there, would you draft him over Kamara? Would you draft Cordero? <laughs> I might, like I would. Have, if nothing changes in that in the backfield, I probably draft Cordero. Oh, oh God! <laughs> no, no. This is That's this tough. is like this is, a, would, this is crazy because like if they don't change anything, Cordero is a first end of first round pick, maybe early second pick next year. Yeah, especially if they give him a contract. I think he only had a first year. I mean, one year contract. So they have the choice to either let him go or resign him. Man. So if they give him a legit contract and commit to him, might as well. Yeah, next year's draft is going to be the mocks are going to be interesting. Oh yeah. 
because like no Cooper Cup is a first round. Cooper Cup's a first round pick now. Yeah. Like it's it's just weird to think about. Um, Would you drive Kamara or DeAndre Swift? I can't believe I'm like thinking about it. Like <laughs> the word, it's I know it's one bad a week, but like yeah, I know. There's only like, I'm only looking at stats. Every game he's had except two have been above twelve points. But the both the both bad games were five points or four points. So it's weird. Let's see how he ends the season. I think I'll answer all of our questions today. Honestly. I'm just <laughs> But upside is capped without with Taysom Hill and the quarterback for sure. You hear the pain in my voice. <laughs> Tamara putting the dagger in me last week. Um Yeah, so we're going to talk about a couple of waiver guys real quick. Um, just in case you need, like, for example, if you're the Eckler owner, um, if you're a Tyreek Hill owner, and I'm going to start with two guys. I already talked about one. He's only rostered of 47% of leagues on NFL. Go get him. I'm going to St. Brown. He has, like I said, 12 targets each of the past weeks. He's worthy of a pickup, no doubt in my mind. Um Another guy, wide receiver guy that I'm going to talk mention real quick, uh, Russell Gage. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. Only rostered in 56 percent of leagues the past four weeks: 15, 16, nine, and 19. Mm. Yeah, um, Gosh. he's figuring it out, I think. And then, <laughs> arguably, the most valuable pickup that in our league slipped all the way to B one. <laughs> With Ronald the words, Jones. I had the worst waiver party. And Jones. I didn't even put in a waiver. I was I've been too upset. Yeah. Um, everybody forgets. <laughs> Ronald Jones. Um he averaged 7.9 yards a carry on Sunday on eight carries. He's good. He was starting over for it last year. Like, so, like he's good. I think he's probably drafted over for it. I'm just telling you if Ornette is out. He's on the IR for three weeks. So that means he's done. His season's done for fantasy. Yeah. Week 17. You're licking your chops. Who would he play? The Jets. Oh, yeah. Two tuds. Ronald Jones. <laughs> two tuds. Championship week. The reason you win the fantasy championship is because you went and picked up Ronald Jones off of waivers. Yeah. I mean, that's like. This is like dream come true if you if you needed a running back. Like if you're you have Derrick Henry and you like I'm just trying to think of a hypothetical situation here. You have Derrick Henry. Shoot with all these COVID situations. Yeah, I was gonna say you have Austin yeah. Eckler. It's it's just this right here. Like he's an RB two minimum. Because they're gonna, he's gonna get the ball yeah. in the red zone. Like I have, the thing is, I have Saquon on my team, right? He has a good matchup. I think against Philly, number twenty-three against running backs. I'm playing Ronald Jones over him, and I drafted Saquon in round two. So I mean, it's not, that's it's how not, I feel. yeah, it's not because the talent. It's because the Bucks are gonna score. Yeah, I don't know if the Giants are gonna score. Yeah, <laughs> Giants are gonna score ten points of Mike Glenn and quarterback. You know. Even though I think I don't think this is a good matchup for Ronald Jones as far as like fantasy matchup, but 
Carolina's a mess. They're going to go three and out 75% of the time. So, and, you know, Cam's going to throw a pick or fumble or something. So that'll present a lot of goal line opportunities for Ronald Jones. He should score and he has fresh legs and yeah. he's going to run the ball a lot. I got a question. So obviously pick up your handcuff if you haven't yet. And you're one of these guys who have a premier running back, but would you, if you're the Jonathan Taylor owner, would you consider picking up? Like I know we don't talk about his handcuff a lot because we don't know is it Marlon Mack or is it Naeem Hines? Yeah. Would you pick up Naeem Hines just in case? Like, I would. I, but especially with this new COVID variant, like this is bad. Like, like you said, this is very comparable to last year, if not worse. And it's coming at the worst time and it's just getting started. So who knows how much worse it will get. So I think for every single one of your, you know, primary running backs on your team, I would definitely have his handcuff and shoot. With the way this thing is going, you might need his third string as well. So <laughs> a waiver, yeah. one waiver that I want to ask you about. Yeah. Duke Johnson. Duke Johnson. Wait, who <laughs> Please fill me in because I, I don't even know Duke Johnson plays for right now. I forgot. <laughs> the Dolphins activated him from the practice squad last week. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dolphins. And okay. he had my NFL app pulled out here. I, I got it right here. He had 22, oh, yeah, 22 carries, 107 yards, two toes. Miles Gaskin was active. Miles Gaskin played. Oh, God. Would you... I will say that was against the Jets. I will say that. Would you consider it's a question that people probably have. Like you can consider it being the fact that just because like, like we've been preaching this time, so just because of how many injuries and sicknesses there have been, if you need a flex, you could but I will say this is probably the worst matchup you could get because right now New Orleans was looking like they have more defense in the league right now. Um, you saw what they just did to the to the Buccaneers, held them to zero points. Um, and I don't know how well Tua will hold up against this defense. They may score seventeen points at the max, I think, against this defense. So I mean, you're taking a chance. Um, I mean, but he was very efficient. But the Jets have really been that bad. They're the they're the best team, best matchup running back. So. I don't know how much where's upside lies right now, honestly. But yeah, I mean one one more name I will mention though um, for waiver just while we're here. Um, Gabriel Davis, um, tough matchup. They are playing New England this week, but I mean the last three weeks, ten points, twelve point eight, and twenty three. Um, Cole Beasley was diagnosed with COVID. I think Emmanuel Sanders is still injured, so he will legitimately be be the number two wide receiver. Um, And he's been putting up numbers as the number three and number four the last three weeks. Um, It looks good. It looks honestly just as good as Kobe's game, Emmanuel Sanders. So if he's getting those five, six catches, I mean, he has a possibility of getting in the end zone. Big game for the Bills as far as winning the division as well. So I would consider him as well, especially in PPR leagues. Um, are you playing any of these Chiefs wide receivers outside of 
like, are you considering Nico Holman at all? Or I think you can just because yeah. someone's going to, I mean, the Mahomes is still going to throw the ball. They're not going to switch to a run first offense. Yeah. That's the name I'd consider, but I want to, I mean, hard like yeah because this is like such a pivotal week yeah it's hard yeah i probably wouldn't if you're still in it i want to touch it (laughs) i would just i would try and get the almond ross st brown or the russell gage off waivers instead and play them if you have tire kill um one football related question before we get out of here super bowl front runner for you right now it's been a last time we mentioned this, it was the Rams consensusly almost. Yeah. Um, see, I was with the Bucks, I was all over the Bucks, but you know, it, you lose Godwin to an ACL injury, lose Fournette, and people forget like Fournette's top five running back right now. Like, he's another guy we need to talk about going into next year's draft. Where, sure, I mean, you can't ignore somebody's top five running back. I mean, you lose Mike Evans to a hammy. So they were my people. Um, right now, it's, it's honestly up in the air. Like, that's actually a great question. I'm really looking at the teams right now. It's just, I think it'll probably come out of the NFC. Um, right now, I'm looking at, you know, the Rams, probably. But I'm just saying that. Uh, what do you think? I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> I like the Packers. The Packers, the Packers are winning games. That's why I like about them. They're such good winners. Like, and my thing is, if they lock up this one seed, yeah, they're six and zero at Lambeau this year. They're that's not a man. place. That's not a place you want to play, and that's not a place you want to play in the winter. It is I don't cold. know how they do it. It's gonna be <laughs> like I'm just saying. Imagine an NFC Championship. Buccaneers have to travel up north to Lambeau. Yeah, I mean, I know that Tom Brady played in New England, but. None of these other guys are going to be used to the freezing cold temperatures they're going to be facing in January in Wisconsin. Like, you know, what's so Aaron, terrible about this, dude? Like, and Aaron Rodgers is the front runner, uh, odds wise for MVP now. For by MVP? The way. Yeah, I was about to say, like, he's been on. And the thing is, it was so funny. He took the whole offseason off. So, like, he just. He's just having his way with the league right now, so that's good for him. Come to Pittsburgh. Um, yeah, please. Because <laughs> he st- definitely still has it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's, it's going to be an interesting end of the season here, especially with all these injuries, all the COVID. Like, there's a lot of teams coming along towards the end of the season now, too, as well. Like, the other team is weird. But, like, out of the AFC – the Chargers, like, the way Justin Herbert is playing, like, they look good, too. But, I mean, they are dealing with a lot of COVID as well. Um, but I think it'll be NFC year this year. Also, a dark horse that is, like, I mean, I'm calling them a dark horse because they're not number one in their conference, the Colts. The, the, Colts, Colts, are, the Colts are good. Yeah, they can you win games. Like Jonathan Taylor is a problem. Game. Yeah. You <laughs> – if you if you let them get the lead, he's gonna run. He's gonna hurt your defense. Like he touches the ball, me. he yeah. touches the ball like thirty five times on the ground a game. Yeah, it surprised me this past week against the Patriots. Like, I thought you know that'd be a tough you know, tough game for them, and they handled them pretty well. I mean, their defense is shut out, and their run game, no one can stop it. I don't get it. Like no one can stop it. Um, so yeah, 
AFC is really up for grabs. Anybody can win the AFC. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be weird. So what, what do you think? So you're saying A Rod for MVP? I mean, who knows? He right now he's he was the front runner when I saw the odds. But yeah. Some people are starting to put Cooper Cup in that uh that category too. I, he I deserves it, dude. I, I think he deserves it, but it's it's hard for him to get it. Um probably he deserves it more than Taylor, Jonathan Taylor. No. It's yeah. probably gonna be it's probably gonna be between Jonathan Taylor, Aaron Rodgers, Tom, and uh yeah. Cooper Cup. Exactly. We're here. No one no one expected any of those names, probably. <laughs> but yeah, uh, we're gonna go ahead and wrap up the episode on that note. Um, if you guys are still in the playoffs, I mean, good luck to you. Congratulations to you. I mean, this is major accomplishment, especially with all the stuff we've had going on these last couple of weeks. Um, and even like we've always said, if you're not in the um, playoffs, continue to listen to our episodes, continue to get better. There's always another year. Um, but yeah, I hope you guys have, you know, a happy holidays. Christmas is coming up. Um, please stay safe with, you know, everything going on right now. Um, and we look forward to, you know, doing a recap of this exciting week we have coming up. So hear from you next time.